left, right. All right, this is a special episode on midterm elections, and we are including our live coverage of the midterm elections. Hopefully you're catching this in time while uh, things are still pending. So thanks for joining, and uh, let me know what you think in the comments. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. That means we are live. Surprise, everybody. It's not our regularly scheduled live time, but this is Sip Talk, episode 203, giving you live midterm election results. My name is Justin DiGiulio out of my basement in New Jersey, joined by James, the Bosonator Boswell out of Charleston, South Carolina. James is a philosopher, a professional bartender, a retired soccer referee, and most exciting of all, an accountant. If you're watching on TikTok or you're watching us on uh, Instagram, you're not going to be able to see James. You got to catch him on YouTube Live or Facebook Live. Twitch. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about some and Twitch uh, and Twitter. But uh, we're gonna talk about some election results. There's a lot of key states this year where right now we uh, Democrats obviously have the White House and Democrats have up until today the house and the senate right um yeah so democrats are in power as of Dem- yeah democrats have both the house and the senate and the presidency so but really the, easy that, to be president more or less up it up makes until, it easier makes um, it easier up and up until the midterm elections and that's where we could have a lot more republicans in the senate or in the house which could make things a bit more hell for the president of the u.s well you know what? Let's start there. Let's say let, let's before we talk about any of the results, because a lot of the stuff's a little bit too early right now. But let's just say that the Republicans end up taking a majority in both the House and the Senate. What do you see happening in the next two years if if the Republicans take it? Um, let, I'm going to need a drink for that. I actually I got some new I got a new I got some nice fancy glassware. Uh, and I'm going to drink a little. I always like those glasses that had the little, uh, nubs on the bottom. I mean, it's not super fancy, but it's, but it's kind of cool. And I, you know, I have, I have maybe two of them. So I'm going to pour myself a little tequila. I, uh, I put on some, so I got some fancy glassware, came all the way down here, realized I didn't have any pants. So I had to run back upstairs and get some ass. What's the beauty of television? (laughs) Well, my, my TikTok feed over here, you can kind of see my, you can see the mic here in the, in the crotch. So I'm going to have a little, uh, tequila. Because things could get a little messy in the event that we have these Republicans take over. Uh, when the Republicans have, so the Republicans were in power. Uh, well, we had a Republican president, I should say, for the last for four of the last six years. Um, and in the first half of Trump's presidency, he actually had the House and Congress. Uh, he had Congress and the Senate too. Yeah, um, it was in 2018 that he lost. 
the House, and I think he still held the Senate. So, but that's when things got really rough for Trump, especially, you know, I think they really ramped up. I was trying to find some coronavirus coverage where they didn't think of it as a big thing. And then as it started to spread, they realized they could use it against Trump. And well, and part of that was Trump's own damn fault. Well, I mean, yeah, part of it was Trump's fault. He did not do a very good job at all in terms of downplaying it. But uh, the media and listen, I've I've just been listening to some election coverage um, on ABC. And they're just talking about how they're using terms like they and we and what they mean are Republicans and the ABC is Democrats, which I didn't much care for when it comes to just listening to the media. I don't think the media should have any bias and I don't want to hear it in just the language that you're choosing to use when you're talking. I don't actually have a problem with bias in the media as long as you just say we are a progressive news outlet or we are a conservative news outlet. Just don't don't say that you're unbiased when you are. Well, I don't want somebody talking to me saying we when maybe not necessarily I – carry those views and it's you've made your stance very clear so now i have to pay even more attention to the language that you're using to just just size you up and figure out like where you're embellishing things like that um so look so i want to talk about some key states um and uh we talked about herschel walker uh in one of the more recent podcast episodes right um a little bit i i I know i mentioned about the news story of him paying for uh, like a former girlfriend's abortion. And my whole thing was, I don't really care that he did that. What I care about is that he's now saying that he doesn't want anybody in the, in, in the country to have abortions. And that's hugely hypocritical because he took advantage of having a, of a right and didn't have to like support another child. And now he's looking to take that same choice that was afforded to him away from many millions of other people. And like, if he was in favor of the right to choose for women, then him paying for a girlfriend's abortion wouldn't be a news story. No, he had that. He had the right for himself, you know. No, uh, they really, it's like the woman had the right, but he well, and he kind of pressured her into it, is from what it sounds like. But supposedly he paid for it as well. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a, she's got the check. Yeah. Um, so what are what are some uh, important states that we should be looking at? And- Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Nevada to a lesser degree. Georgia and Pennsylvania are the ones that everyone's looking at. And so I always follow uh, predict it because I just I really like the idea that people are gambling on these outcomes. And I think that when you have money in something, you're going to make a decision. You're going to make a better decision if you have money lying on it. And so what's interesting to me is that. I mean, you're, you have the, the, the motivation, the loss aversion motivation. Yeah. Cause if, if you're just a pundit on CNN or Fox news or anything else, and you say something and you're wrong, there's not really any consequences for it because. Well, not- I, but remember back in the day, they, I mean, they still do this in some newsprint, but they make corrections. Now, well, that, yeah, that still happens. Here. 
But there's a difference between like reporting something that was factually incorrect versus two weeks out from the election saying, I think so-and-so is going to win. Because like there's no corrections there. You're making a prediction for the future. And unless you say, I guarantee that this will happen, then there's no need to make a correction. And no pundit's going to say this is guaranteed to happen. They're just going to say, I think it's most likely that the Republicans are going to win or whatever. So, but if you're a pundit and you're just paid to spew, spew your opinions for a couple hours on TV every day and you get stuff wrong, well, it's not really going to change anything about what you do. But if you had to place money on, on everything that you do, then you're probably going to put a little bit more time and thought into it because if you get it wrong, you lose money. So I really like political futures markets. And so the Georgia one, looking over the last 24 hours, um, so 24 hours ago, Republicans were looking like Walker was going to was getting about 65 percent odds. It actually got up as high as almost 72 percent odds. And now it's basically 50 50. Like, um, let me refresh and look at the most current price, but it's almost dead on 50-50. So it looks like Warnock is doing a little bit better. Watching some of the news coverage that I was seeing earlier tonight, they were noting that there's a pretty big difference. There's a a significant uh, difference in terms of the number of votes that were going to the Republican governor versus um, Walker, where like the Republican governor was getting more votes than Herschel Walker was, which they were taking as basically people saying, I'm not going to vote for Warnock, but I can't vote for Walker because he's too problematic. I'll still vote for Kemp because I'm, I'm going to vote Republican. But this candidate that they put for our, our senator is so bad that I can't bring myself to vote for him. But I also don't want to vote for the Democrats, so I'm just not going to vote at all in the Senate race. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with with not you don't have to vote the the whole uh, ballot. Uh, you know, I think especially you know when you haven't heard of any of the people that are running to just choose one. I disagree with a lot of people. Are like, no, you should go with your party. I completely disagree with that. Just randomly picking somebody, uh, you know, uh, you know, I think just going with your party isn't helping our current situation in the U.S. whatsoever. I, I, I'm biased right now, but I don't, there are very few, if any Republicans out there that, that I think are deserving of a vote. Um, because so many of them, basically any Republican that has questioned the 2020 election results or, or, or supported Trump or what not supported in the past continues to support Trump. I think either of those two things are disqualifying of deserving a vote. And there are a few Republicans that have gone against Trump and acknowledged that the 2020 elections were legitimate. And for, for those Republicans, I say, thank you. And I could like, and people can vote for them. But for people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is just a loon, like we can't, I, I don't see how you can defend voting for someone like that. She was the one that said the the Jewish space lasers. Is that yeah, correct? she's the space lasers lady. Yeah, and what was what was just remind me what the what exactly happened with the Jewish space lasers? Oh boy, um, it was like five years ago or so, maybe longer. When there there was a really bad wildfire in California, 
and it was caused by poorly maintained power equipment. So like power lines that like it, they, there was heavy wind. Yeah, that, well, that's not come to your neighborhood and trim the trees off the off the power. Yeah, but like these are the the like super like, high voltage high transmission lines. Well, I should so say that's not that's not why they don't they don't come and trim the trees along your street for forest fire prevention. But but well, they they do need to maintain them. Yeah, but these ones like you've got the wires that sit on hooks, right? Mm-hmm. And so they showed some pictures of like the hooks, and you know like you've got this much metal, right? To, yeah. to support the wire and it was like eaten down to like maybe just like like, I, like a centimeter instead of like instead of being two or three inches thick just the wire moving against the metal through natural like, actions I, had I worn that, it all the way down i see that at the gym all the time and you know when i see it i usually say something like and i've seen equipment just snap and the person just goes fucking flying because you know they've got 150 pounds or 80 pounds or 200 pounds they're just pulling on all of a sudden that thing snaps yeah, you're pushing as hard as you can against something that's no longer pulling back. And and it's not electrified. <laughs> so. Right. But so anyways, like you had a wind, like just a wind event, because in the in, in the fall, it gets very windy in California because of just the way the weather patterns work. And so you had a wind event and it knocked down some power lines that probably wouldn't have fallen over if they had been better maintained. And now you've got power lines sparking over extremely dry areas. So obviously we get a fire. And one of those fires killed like 200 people. And so um, Marjorie Taylor Greene made some completely unhinged Facebook post talking about how a lot of people before the fire started saw a really bright blue flash and said something about how like it could have been like a laser from space. I, I, I could pull it up, but that's the basic idea. And the large blue flash was probably like a transformer failing or something. Yeah, but... that, that, that happens every once in a while. There's a power plant in Queens uh, a couple of years ago that just went fucking ballistic. The sky lit up green and blue. It was wild. There, there was a whole bunch of videos where they like superimposed like an alien just kind of dancing with the shit <laughs> in the background. But I mean, it was this kind of the whole sky lit up, you know, it's just a huge amount of. Uh, green and blue which it was pretty cool yeah actually like i lost power last night i was in the garage playing pool by myself and like <laughs> all of a sudden the light shut off and about a second later i just hear a loud bang and, and I was that like, was a transformer yeah so the sound not moving as quickly as the speed of light the electricity either that or there was a delay where like the power cut off before the transformer actually exploded either one's possible but it cool. was loud Oh, I'm sure there it's it could be both, you know. Yeah. It's likely both the case, which is exacerbating the delay. But I don't know how far away that transformer was, but it was a super loud bang and we didn't get power back until like four AM. Not you, that I was awake for it. All right. So so let's let's just go back to Trump endorsing certain candidates. So he, he endorsed Oh Ohio's another interesting one. Um let's, let's just let's wrap up Herschel Walker. He endorsed and, and encouraged Herschel Walker to move from uh, wherever he was, Dallas, uh, Texas, to to run in Georgia, where he played, I think, college football or something like that. Um, was it college football or he, was he pro NFL? Both. Okay, uh, I don't know much about the guy, but but Trump was the reason that this guy was running. Um, yeah, and I, I think like Herschel Walker was on the apprentice at one point too. So like he got to know Trump before Trump really had much political ambition. And I think Herschel kind of 
looked at Trump's rise and said, I can emulate that. Um, and we'll see if he's correct or not. But well, yeah. Um, but it's, it's neck and neck right now, which is, which is wild. Um, yeah. And what's interesting is like, if I keep on refreshing the price on predict it now, it's going back to Walker at 65% or so. Um, wow. Wow. So it's it's a volatile market right now. People are throwing a lot of money at this one. Who's running against him? Raphael Warnock, who won oh, wow. a special election in January of 2021. Um, there were two special elections in Georgia. And partially because of Trump being a huge crybaby about elections and vote counting and stuff, caused a lot of Republicans. He, he basically said, you can't trust the vote. So, like, just don't go out and vote. So a lot of Republicans stayed home, and the Democrats were able to take two um, senator seats in Georgia. And I think it was largely because of Trump's giant hissy fit about elections. Well, that's one thing that we haven't talked about yet. Oh, I'm getting a comment from Kevin. He's saying that uh, Walker is a proven loser in the NFL. Each of the five teams he played for had worse records with him than without him. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so... Uh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Oh, the one thing that we haven't talked about that I think needs to be included in this conversation is how it's very, very likely that uh, there's going to be a lot of results deniers and uh, people cl uh, claiming voter fraud. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's on both sides. Well, I was talking with my boss and my brother yesterday about this, and we were, it was a brief chat about the elections. And my boss was talking about the in, in inflation, which is that if you look at the polling data, inflation is the number one concern among voters. Um, and what I said was, I don't really care about inflation. Like, I understand that it's a problem, but in the big picture, we're actually doing about as well, if not the best, out of every other country in the world. Like, yes, it's a problem for us, but it's a bigger problem for literally everybody else. And it's something that will eventually get solved. It's just going to take time because the the economic drivers of inflation are, one, largely out of our control. And two, even the ones that are in our control move very slowly. So I don't really care about inflation. I said my biggest issue with this election is that you've got a whole bunch of people that have falsely claimed that the 2020 election was stolen, that are now running for positions where they directly control the, the state voting processes and the mechanisms by which votes are counted. And there's a strong possibility that these people, when presented with legitimate election results that they don't like, We'll just say we're not going to count them. Yeah, I mean, it's, and that's that to me. That's a much bigger problem. Well, where where do you think? But that, I mean, the issue that I'm hearing is that like this, the peaceful transfer of power, the fair elections, are what is being challenged, which is kind of the bedrock, the foundation of of the democracy here. Um, well, the peaceful transfer of power is, is slightly different than the legitimacy of the elections. Cause you can look at January 6th was, was an affront on the peaceful transfer of power. And 
the reason why January 6th happened, one of them, was the litany of lies being told about the legitimacy of the election. So people thought that they had been lied to and were told that the election was illegitimate. And so then they tried to take matters into their own hands and effectively overthrow our government. Well, the, the issue there was they didn't really have solid proof. There was hearsay, but it's kind of like aliens. Well, you, th- you there wasn't it. even hearsay. Like all the well, stuff that they... It, I mean, there, there was hearsay. There was hearsay. And that's, that's what blew up and then quickly got shut down by Facebook. But everyone was calling Facebook the liberal media. But just like aliens, you know there are lots of people that know people and you hear that many people have been abducted by aliens, but there's no proof. And it's happened to enough people you think there would be some proof of being abducted by aliens, but there isn't any. So we can just safely assume that it doesn't happen. And may, maybe it does, but not on a scale grand enough that, you know, that it, it actually exists. To your so, point, one of my one of the, the, my, my favorite arguments against all of these crazy supernatural peoples, like talking about ghosts existing or aliens existing or anything else name somebody that you know in 2022 that does not have a camera on them 24 7 and i think that's a, that's one of the strongest arguments like you know and that's i've heard neil degrasse tyson say that like everybody's got a camera phone and yet you know and there's way more people now that have cameras on them all the time recording devices streaming People Seriously, who do you know that doesn't cams. have a camera on them all the time? And but but even the ring doorbell cams and things like that that are recording literally twenty four seven. Not that you're always doing that with your phone, but yeah, I don't think I know anybody who doesn't have a camera phone. But if something crazy or weird happens, like you're going to take out your phone, and Dude, it, I, I'm, I'm for in there to be no pictures. You hear somebody yell "fuck" or you hear a big bang, people whip their phone out and turn the camera on, hoping to catch some evidence of whatever the fuck is happening. And how quickly can they do it? Five seconds? Less, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I don't know what uh, you know how this just went out the window and how people are still. Well, th- yeah, but the thing is, if you actually look at like the the confirmed number uh, cases of voter fraud that happened in 2020, first of all, I think they're in the single digits, and second of all, like almost all of them are like were Republicans. Like of people being caught voting twice, it was Republicans. Um, so, but this is true. You can look it up. But I think you know you have. I actually think it's the first big instance of it that I can remember was Stacey Abrams, who's a Democrat, and that was 2018, right? So, well, she it, ran for governor in 2018 against Brian Kemp, and she's running for governor against him again this year. And one of her big things, like after she lost the governor's race, she started a political action committee whose sole goal was to increase voter turnout, register new voters, encourage people to actually show up and vote. And you can I would argue that her efforts are the reason why the, the Democrats were able to take back Georgia in 2021. It's possible, but she did. She did say there was voter fraud and voter suppression and things like that in 2018. So she and was I the think first, I think she was referencing with, with 
Because at the time when Brian Kemp was running for governor, he was the secretary of state and he actually controlled the elections. And well, I, I think the point that she was making was that he shut down a whole bunch of polling places, that making it harder to get access to be able to vote. And the places that he shut down were all predominantly Democrat voting areas. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he was, uh, I understand where she was going with that, but she was the first one to make a big, big deal about this. Um, what I was going to say though, was prior to that, as I remember in 2016, Trump laying the, the groundwork and the, and the framing for, if I lose, it's because there is voter fraud. Effectively. Yeah, yeah. He even said even before anything else happened in, in 2016, he basically said, like, yeah, I, I, I won't lose unless the other side cheated. And he just happened to win. So no, everyone just kind of brushed it off as one of the many ridiculous things that he said. Yeah, he, he didn't he he hadn't been dealt that hand. And then he was dealt that hand later on in the game during his reelection. Uh, well, during the 2020 election where he was not reelected and that he played that hand really hard, which is where we saw that January 6th. Yeah. That led directly to January 6th. And the thing is like he went to court some 60 something times and lost everything all but one case. And the one case that he won was like, he won like a small technical issue. Like, it wasn't like, yeah, we're throwing out a whole bunch of votes. It's like, you have a point about one of the many things you said. So if you were to break it down, he was like, out of like 66 court cases, he lost like 65.75 of them. So when you just look at the facts of it, the election wasn't cheated. But you can lie. If you lie to enough people constantly enough, some of them will believe it. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, because people don't look for evidence as much these days. Uh, I'm, I'm reading right now through some of the, uh, the conversation with Stacey Abrams back in 2018. Um, but she does say um, a couple a couple quotes from her. We had this election back in 2018 and despite the final tally and the inauguration and the situation we find ourselves in, I do have one very affirmative statement to make. We won. And I think uh, that was that was a statement that she made in 2022. So I think it could be being misconstrued. I think what, you, what it could mean that she meant to say was what you just said. The Democratic Party won in 2020. So therefore, we... Yeah, it's we unclear. Won. Yeah, but, but again, that was 2000. 22 um in uh let's see 2019 she said the difference with trump is very stark when i did not win my election in 2018 the first thing that i said was i acknowledged the outcome and that the new governor was brian kemp i was not the governor but i did say the system was broken i, I mean her but point that's an important that, difference actually but her point was that access to the election and you're right on this acts and th this is her quote um uh, in the 2019 interview my point was that the access to elections was flawed so the access to the elections 
uh, and I refuse to concede a system that permits citizens to be denied access. That is a very that is very different than someone claiming fraudulent outcome. So my question to you, James, is we're going to have a lot of. So I think I think we're going to see huge if if the Democrats win or at least hold either the House or the Senate, I think we're going to have the Republican Party go full force arguing election fraud and arguing things like that. You had, I think it was the, I don't know if it was the Wisconsin uh, governor candidate or it was for a different office, but there's a video of him at a public event. So this was not like a, like a hidden camera or anything else um, saying, if I win this election in 2022, Republicans will not lose another election in Wisconsin. I mean, I don't know where, where you get off making that statement. That's just. <laughs> right. Know. But you, you've got people that are no longer pretending about what they're trying yeah, to do. I don't necessarily mean, think that statement means to say that he's going to fix future elections. He could just say. Our How could you interpret it any other way? Uh, our team is going to get stronger. The Yankees win because the Yankees win. Or, you know, mm. if, if we win, we will never lose again. I, that, no, I, because you have to you have to remember, like this is a guy that denied the the, the results of the twenty twenty election. So he's basically saying, any time the Democrats win is because they did something illegitimate. So we as Republicans are not going to lose again because I'm going to prevent the Democrats from doing illegitimate things. When in reality they didn't do anything illegitimate, but now they're going to find ways to. And I don't even know how you would do it. I guess you would just say, you know what? We're not going to certify the election results from some city. And say, you know what? We're throwing out 100,000 votes. Who's, and it just so happens that 70,000 of those votes were for my opponent. Who's who's saying this? Democrats or Republicans? Uh, the Republicans are the ones that are looking to throw out votes. So what I see is they played two different games. The Republicans say there was voter fraud meaning people were voting where they shouldn't have been or dead people were voting or the people manning the voting stations were in collusion to do something. What they're saying is that like, I think the biggest accusation they make is that the Democrats create fake votes. So they talk like when you see videos of like poll workers transporting votes from one area to another, which is totally normal. That's just how things work. They say, where did these bags come from? These are extra votes that nobody actually cast that the Democrats are just stuffing the ballot. It's just a video of somebody walking across a parking lot with ballots and them saying, where did these ballots come from? Well, like, you know, well, why did came from the people that voted? Just rewind. And, you yeah. know, and, and, if, and if, your, if your camera didn't go back that far, then you just don't, you're not making a case. Lack of right. evidence isn't. So, but, okay, so the, the Republicans. So that's, that's the big accusation is basically that the Dems are stuffing the ballot box so, with, fake so, votes that nobody cast so that's what the republicans are saying which is we didn't have any proof of that in the 2020 election now, not only the, because it didn't happen well what the republicans are uh, what the democrats are saying so republicans saying democrats are inventing votes okay Effectively, what, the Demo- yeah. what the democrats are saying is our votes are being suppressed because of uh voter laws or polling places being closed which i saw a line I didn't. So I, I walked into a coffee shop today to take a phone call. All right. And the, I had to go inside somewhere because I was just walking down the street with my with my lunch. 
and I I ducked into this coffee shop and I was on the phone for a while. And that, you know, I saw the lady like looking at me like, are you going to order or what? I was like, oh, just one second. I'm on the phone. So once I wrapped the call, you know, there's not much of a line at all when I was there. Once I wrapped the call, I'm like, well, I owe him, you know, I owe him three bucks for a coffee or whatever. I've been on the phone while everybody else is relatively peaceful. There are people working conversation. But uh, I went to get in the line and the line went to the door. So I went to stand behind the guy in line and the line went six people at the door. And I said, fuck this. I'm not waiting in a, in a 12 person line or whatever it was at a coffee shop. So I saw some of these voting lines. Mm-hmm. I don't think there should be any reason in the year 2022 or at any point in the future that somebody needs to stand in line for 45 minutes, an hour, two hours, three hours to cast a vote. I think that that literally is such an antiquated idea. And well, and that's where the suppression arguments come in is like, so if you if you've got two counties like in, in Texas is notorious for this, if you've got a county in Houston that has a million people, two million people, and then a couple counties over where you're, where you're out in like the swamp or the desert the and you've got another county that's got 2000 people and you pass a state law that says you can only have two polling locations per county well in one of those counties each polling location serves a thousand people in the other county it serves a million people where do you think the lines are going to be longer yeah exactly and that's and, 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 that, and the I, thing is if you do it this way like generally the cities are going to have higher populations and cities tend to vote Democrat. So if you just make it unpalatable to vote in Democratic areas, then you're going to have a lot of voters in Democratic areas that would have voted Democrat that walk up, see a line 400 people deep and say, fuck that. So that's that's where I think we need. I mean, we've talked a lot about, you know, our current topics have been how the U.S. is broken. And I would say the voting system, the election system is very much broken. Well, you could also talk about the Electoral College and the Senate and how they are undemocratic systems because they allow for some people's vote to count a lot more than others. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would argue that let me just I like, take that. like just a common one that it, that's done is compare California and Wyoming. There are counties in California that have more people than the entire state of Wyoming. What's Wyoming the, gets two senators. Which one is geographically larger, though? Probably California. Okay. Okay. Well, California is a pretty big state. California but, is pretty big, but so is Wyoming, so I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I would guess what, um, California in terms of land area, but in terms of population, California is like 40 times bigger than Wyoming. California gets two senators. Wyoming gets two senators. Two senators. Well, but that's so that each state can come to the table with equal representation. And but I, they're I, not getting equal representation. But they... Uh, they In what in what sense they're they're each getting two people? It's just that yeah, the, but the state itself, the state itself is getting two people. Now the yeah. people of that state are you know having lesser and lesser of a vote, right? The more people there are, 
but but each state you know shows up to the table and you know if you're a teacher at a school you're a teacher at a school whether you have a class of eight uh or you have a class of 30 do you want your vote to count any less what happens with that school all right i was wrong california has about 78 times the number of people of wyoming yeah what's that you were it's you about were, 39 you were and a half million to 578,000 um so but but I, hear me out on this if you if you're a teacher in a school and you teach a class of 8 and there's another teacher in the school who teaches a class whose classroom size is 30 students and sees five classes a day um do, should they both have an equal vote in in terms of what happens at the school should their faculty vote count one more or the other even though they represent a greater pool of students because i think instances like that are kind of why in the senate in the senate we give each state two people right whereas the house works differently uh yeah although so kevin points out that even if you like so the house is going to have pop like proportional representation based on population but that hasn't been updated in many many years and so like even for the house where california has something like 35 or 40 congress people that go go to the house like they should have many more based on population like that california is underrepresented in both the senate and in the house it's just not as it's not as pronounced with the house because they do have at least a, a larger pool, but it's still not one-to-one -one proportional. Well, so look, I think when it comes to the Senate and especially when it comes to the Electoral College, that's where we get, it, it becomes a, a bit of uh, an oligarchy where you have kind of a select few number of people who have general governing control over the masses. Well, and you can look at it in terms of like, the electoral and college really magnifies these problems. Oligarchy implies rich kind of noble. Yeah. Wealthy, which which happens that all of these people in in the Senate, um, I don't know about the electoral college, but I imagine they make well above the median income for whatever they're, you know, wherever they hail from. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. So... Um, the electoral college just makes all these problems like, even worse because if you have states that trend heavily one way or the other, so like California is probably about 60, 40 Democrat, and then you could go to a state like Wyoming that's probably like 70, 30 Republican. Like if you're a presidential candidate, you don't need to cal you don't need to campaign in California. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican. You're not going to California except to go to a fundraiser dinner to have people pay you a bunch of money to your campaign. But you're not going and you're not holding rallies, you're not have you're not paying people on the ground to go out and canvas and and tell people you're not running political ads in California. Why? Because the result of California is known. It's and that's yeah. true of probably 40 out of the 50 states. The same is true as in New York and actually in South Carolina. Um, no presidential candidates coming to South Carolina 
you might have presidential candidates coming to South Carolina for the primary season, but once they're like the candidate, nobody comes to South Carolina. Nobody comes to New York. Why? Because there's no point. You focus on the states that are 49 to 51. Yep, uh, that's that's entirely true. That's entirely. And so you you have the campaigns basically boiling down to like Ohio, Florida, Georgia now, Arizona, and like Pennsylvania. Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Yes, Pennsylvania for sure. And so you have you have these candidates that basically focus all their attention on like five or six states, and it makes it so that a lot of people in the country feel like their vote doesn't matter. And to be honest, it kind of doesn't. I, I, I agree with you. I've, I've said, uh, you know, many times when, you know, being in New York that my vote doesn't particularly matter. You know, now when it comes to the more local elections, it may, but you know, I, right. I, I don't, I don't see or hear enough of the details to know enough about the local candidates, which is a shame, but you know, and I listen to WNYC, which is an NPR affiliate station almost daily um although less these days i have to say which which did you, you know, vote today i i did not vote today um i'm newer to new jersey and i know very little uh, you know i will tell you one thing actually i thought about voting in new jersey very briefly i have i wa- i've been watching a lot of youtube um just kind of in my rotation i try to do like one book a week or so audiobook wise on youtube i listen to a lot of podcasts and listen to a lot of music on YouTube. I have been getting blown up uh, with uh, Tom Milanakis and Tom Kane. I think is that does that sound accurate? Um, I, I don't know anything about New Jersey politics. So oh, Andy, Tom Milanowski, not Andy Milanakis. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Andy Milanakis show isn't that the show where like you just like ate stuff on camera for like thirty minutes. Uh, it was, it was a chubby kid that was like 30 years old who had whatever disorder. So he looked like he was 11 and everybody thought he was a kid, but he just kind of had like a dirty mind and he was kind of a pervert and a scumbag. And he would just like make old people feel weird. Like I, you know, uh, so it's, it's Tom Keen versus Tom Malinowski. My bad. But again, you know, I, I, I've only been hearing his name enough just to silence the uh, the political ads, and they're bad. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't vote for either one. It sounds like Milanowski might be a better candidate, um, but the uh, the campaign ads from uh, Milanowski are just. I mean. I just wouldn't want somebody, I wouldn't vote for somebody that's just slamming the other person so hard. Just the whole tone, the, even like the cinematography behind, behind the ads. It's just like, this is just kind of playing dirty. You're slinging dirt is what is what it feels like. Um, I will say that I will not miss being bombarded by political ads and political, just all the billboards and other crap that's up. Uh, I'm ready for that to go away. It's, I mean, it's, it's really, uh, you know, in a lot of other countries, they have laws that restrict um, when you can campaign. So I think in Britain, it might be like no campaigning until five weeks before the election. Wouldn't that be nice? Five weeks. I know France, I think it's 48 hours, right? I don't know. Uh, I, I just know that like most other countries, because like, it feels like in this country, uh, 
there really isn't a time when it's not campaign season. I mean, yeah, yeah, no. You've got Trump saying that he's going to announce his run for 2024 in like two weeks or less than a week, which he might as well just say it now. But like, you've got someone who's effectively announcing their candidate two whole years before the election even happens. Um, you know, but so that's the issue with the Florida election. Uh, you you know what's going on in Florida, right? Uh. With Ron DeSantis, you got DeSantis who who looks like I think he just won. I think they just declared. Uh, he's yeah. The, he, I'm seeing he's it's almost sixty forty with ninety percent reporting. So it's pretty unlikely that his challenger is going to be able to make up the difference. So, uh, oh, do you see the story about uh, DeSantis when he was twenty three was a teacher at a high school and there's pictures of him partying with the students, like drinking. Yes. Like, and it's one thing, like, if you're 23 and you're partying with college students, okay, like, probably not what I would be doing, but, like, this is a 23-year-old teacher partying with high school students. Uh, and I can say this, as someone who was 23 and a substitute teacher, you would not have, you couldn't have paid me to party with my high school students. I, uh... I, re- I mean, I remember when you were a, a, a teacher. I'm curious. Uh, undergrads drinking. Undergrad girls drinking. And there's a picture of Tom, uh, not Tom Malinakis, uh, Ron DeSantis. With underage girls while teaching at a Georgia school. Um, th- but, yeah, I'm just looking. Their faces are blurred out in this picture. But my guess is... Um, you know, maybe they're not high school students. They may just not be. He's a high school teacher, but they no, may no, just no. be like, under 21. You got to read more into it. I'm pretty sure that it was him partying with students that he was teaching. Bachelor's degree. Um, I'm really, uh, I'm really curious uh, about this. Uh, <laughs> Kevin says, in Britain, they're always allowed to campaign for prime minister because the next one is always resigning. I mean, what's going on? What's going on over there right now is is actually really bad. Um, so wait, it looks like the the girls in the photo are believed to have graduated in two thousand two, making them seniors at the time. Um, and I'm assuming they mean graduated high, high school. school. Yeah. Um, oh boy. Uh, yeah, that's a shame. Only five years older than the high school seniors. It's not even about the age, because like if you were to say he was 23, let's say they were 18 in high school, or let's say they were 18 in college, like it's one, you're their teacher, and two, they're in high school. Like you, well, they, they just don't do that. Uh, he had also already, by the school's own description, worked in a political office, giving him ample opportunity to be fully aware of the optics and risks associated with the controversial behavior, such as proximity to underage drinking um yeah I, but uh then it says i have no proof of this like so this is pure conjecture but what do you think the odds are that he was the one buying the beer for them <laughs> um i mean like, I just this is unsubstantiated this is me saying well, shit well think about being in high school and who you would have by beer 
Um, <laughs> you know, like it has to be someone who's over 21. So you're 17, 16, 17, 18 years old. It's got to be somebody who's already a four-year difference, you know, maybe yeah. five-year difference if you're 16. You, you um, get a friend's older sibling. That's that, that's the traditional route. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of times you're like, yeah, come by. Right. I know, that, I know that's what it was like kind of with our one friend that was well, sure, but he wasn't a teacher. Life. Yes, f- fair enough. Um, but I don't think 23-year-old DeSantis probably saw teaching as his lifelong career goal as you didn't. You just had better judgment or for whatever reason didn't get invited to high school parties. Or um I made sure to to put up a pretty strong wall cuz that I, there were plenty of girls that I was teaching that that said stuff to me that I chose to ignore because I was like I don't really want to bring attention to what they're saying and like I, I I'm sure that if I had wanted to could I have hooked up with a high school girl that I was teaching yes would I have no did you you had some hot high school girls you were teaching James I'm not going to comment about that. Right, good. That's the right answer. I, think, I was actually going to land you real hard. So look. We, no, no, no. I'm not. I, I, it has nothing to do with that and everything to do with I'm not going to jail. Um, so it just made me think of before I, I turn the heat on to you. Um, but no, I mean, I, I, I just think anybody with solid judgment would just say like, that's a that's a no go zone. Um it's just that you know you just don't want to go to jail you know like yeah, that. Like, the, the it, biggest i mean the thing is if you're 21 and somebody else is 18 you know and and the, you know the difference between 17 and a half and 18 you're not going to really know i don't know what no, the state laws are but it's the but, fact that you're a teacher you've got you've well got i'm, not, I'm taking the teaching i'm taking the oh. teaching part out of it okay and just saying like where do you where where does one draw that line like, are you going to ID every person you talk to? No, you if you're 21 and you're talking to someone who's 18, I don't really see an issue with that. I, I don't even have, see an issue if you're 22 or 23 and talking to someone who's 18. Well, look, I just I wanted to add, we got to get back to the politics thing, was the whole <laughs> DeSantis thing made me think of the song uh, by the police, Don't Stand So Close to Me. Yep. And uh, uh, I just, I'm reading the synopsis of the song. Song deals with mixed feelings of lust, fear, and guilt that a school teacher has for a student and the fallout when the inappropriate relationship is discovered by other adults. Yeah, it's a great song. I mean, I imagine that teacher probably, I imagined in my mind, the teacher was probably like 40 years old, but looked younger. But now I'm thinking like, what's more realistic? Like the teacher is probably like 25. Yeah. The teacher is probably like mid twenties and it was alter. It was even more ultra taboo back then. Even probably even to have relation out of, wedlock you know so uh, yeah, i mean that was in 19 i mean that was that the song debuted the album debuted in 1980 which means that you know the album was probably written you know in the in the late 70s the song was probably written in the late 70s so um so look i want to get back to some live updates on the election results before we wrap up here we talked did we talk about pennsylvania no let me look at the odds on pennsylvania Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick search uh, as well just to get some live. Um, All right, odds that I'm seeing on Georgia right now. 
because that's what the page that I had up. And of course, predict it is going to be running really slow tonight because everyone's looking at uh, Georgia keeps on going back and forth right now. I'm, I'm seeing like Democrats at 55% 20 minutes ago, Democrats were at like 40%. So nobody so, knows what Georgia. Um, I'm, I, I'm just looking at Google, which is associated press data. Um, and right now they're, they're leaning towards so 71% in, uh, 49.4 for Herschel Walker. So I'm seeing, uh, looking at the odds. So this is predicted numbers. I'm seeing 84% chance for Democrats in Pennsylvania and about 55% chance in Georgia. And I'm seeing, so the control of the Senate of just the overall who controls the Senate um, is now at about 68% Democrat. And that was not the case even two hours ago. Control of the Senate. Let me see what the, uh, what the market looked like, but I'm pretty sure it was like 65, 35 in favor of Republicans as early as like eight o'clock tonight. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm not getting, I'm not getting the predictive, uh, result here. So, um, um, yeah, so the, the Republicans five hours ago, 82%, now 38%. Wow. So, so you think, oh man, so this is not going to be a good year for Democrats whatsoever. No, but it's a, it's actually going a lot better than they had expected it to. That's the interesting thing. What what website are you looking at this data? Predict it? Yeah. All one word. Predict it. Okay. This isn't working. Right. But yeah, um, I mean, I was talking to you about this a little bit earlier which I think regardless of the, the result of this election and probably even the next election, I think that our country right now is on a deeply unsustainable course and some major changes are going to need to happen. Now, those changes could be very much for the good or very much for the bad. I don't know which, and I honestly don't know if I want to be in this country to find out. Well, <laughs> I was going to make a joke about drinking tequila tonight, saying, "Look, if this goes really bad, I, you know, I better get a good taste for tequila because I'm going to be moving to a, a country where more tequila is drinking." But, um, but I'm not. I don't. I don't. Yeah, that or rum. Well, I was actually thinking it would more likely be rum, but. Um, or maybe scotch. I don't know. Uh, but I don't think I'm moving. I'm in a good place out here in the suburbs. And I'm not too worried about the political climate out here. It, it you know, For me, it doesn't seem like doomsday one way or well, the other. It doesn't both you and I live pretty sheltered lives. It, it, it's not. But living in New York City where and, and being a business owner in New York City, uh, a lot of who was in charge and what these election outcomes were, and even just dealing with the protests and the people being pissed and the fucking, you know, the Black Lives Matter, uh, like during that that first summer of coronavirus, 
just dealing, it seemed like anarchy in the streets at, at points in times. Um, like I'd just never seen before, like people just running down the, down the streets, knocking windows out of cars, watching the news coverage. People are lighting shit on fire in cities. Um, like, you know, that wasn't cool. Now that I'm in the suburbs, I don't see that. Um, well, it's yeah. probably died down considerably. Yeah, but I don't think it was like that out here either. Now, I don't know what it was like. I don't belong to the community. I'm in the community, but I don't belong in, to the community yet. So, you know, I don't I don't know what suburban New Jersey is like in that respect. I always thought New Jersey was a more um, Republican state. You know, I, I, I was actually just listening to Chris Christie, uh, you know, cover some of the election and I you know, with, with Bridgegate behind him. Um, he actually, you know, I kind of liked what he had to say. He, he just sounded like an educated guy making speculation. He's an opportunist. I, yeah, clearly. I mean, he was, he was pro Trump for a while. So he still is. Uh, well, I don't think, didn't he get burned by Trump? And yeah, and yeah. He was Trump's like that. campaigns, like, like chief of staff. And yeah. was hoping for hoping for a cabinet appointment when, like, after the election was won, and Trump pretty much snubbed him. And he, I don't, th- I don't know what Chris Christie's support of Trump is today, but I think January sixth might have changed his mind. But I'm not certain on this one. But yeah, Chris Christie for a long time, even as Trump revealed himself to be the person that we all feared he would be. Christie still supported him. Yeah, well, I mean that, that's ah, that was the thing with with Trump. I you know, I really I, I can't wait for the day Trump just goes away because he because he's so polarizing. Um, just he's, he's just the problem not, is that he's laid a roadmap that many others will follow. Well, yeah, and that's the issue with DeSantis. Um, you know, I don't think DeSantis is Satan like a lot of people believe that he is, but I don't. You know, he, I think there was, didn't, was it him who had a campaign ad where they like named their baby Donald? I don't think that would have been DeSantis. Because um, DeSantis, DeSantis sees Trump as a potential rival. DeSantis. Now, it, now I'm saying, I'm saying uh, four years ago or two years ago. Oh, I, I, I don't know. Um yeah, uh, but DeSantis has all the fascist bend of Trump, with considerably less incompetence to hinder him and his goals. Um, agreed. I'm going to share with you this this video. Let's just hope that it it plays smoothly um, as it's direct to YouTube. But I'm sure there's going to be some. Yeah, there's an ad, but I, yeah, I'm seeing the video. Okay, hang on. But let me just. Let me, let me, uh, I got a fucking commercial. That's such a pathetic ad. It, it, it's just like, it's dude, I don't know. Watching anybody grovel 
that's what it felt like, right? It was so it was so difficult to watch to watch that ad. We're gonna drop the Instagram feed in uh, in less minute. than a minute, yeah. Um, but and I guess I guess you know, kind of with that, we can wrap up a little bit because we're not gonna get all these results in. Tonight. No, but let's. I'm gonna take I'll a quick you, survey. Yeah, I'll talk to you also. Uh, you know, once we cut this feed, so you have to catch us on YouTube and Facebook Live for the remainder of that, or subscribe to the actual Sip Talk podcast about why I've been spending so much time in the bathroom lately <laughs> and it's not what you think so stay tuned catch us live on the other platforms or subscribe all right that's the end of that we will drop the instagram feed adios instagram yeah so what's really interesting to me now is so the two races that are the closest are nevada and georgia and for a while nevada was heavily leaning republican now that now Nevada is starting to lean Democrat and Georgia is flipping back towards Republican in the markets. Um, all right. So I'm looking at this tracker here. I don't understand the monetary value to this. So you see, like, what I'm looking at is balance of power, the, the, the Senate versus uh, the, the, the Senate and, and the house. So you're saying like 64 cents and 39 cents, right? Uh, no, that's not what I'm saying. I think I'm, I'm looking at Senate. And, uh, let me just go back here. Now I'm looking at uh, control of the Senate. 64 cents de- Democratic, 40 cents Republican. So I'm guessing, yep. just explain to me what that 64 cents means. Because it's obviously not out of a dollar. It is actually. Means, well, but so, you can't have 64 and 40. Well, yes, you can. Because the way that this website works is that there are contracts that pay out based on an election result. So in this particular case, control the Senate. Which party it's gets... It's an actual trading platform site. Yeah, you can actually... Like, this is something... My, my brother does it with real money. <laughs> um, I believe it. He won like 20 bucks on the Brazilian election. But basically, <laughs> you're buying a contract that will pay out in the event of a certain event happening so for the control of the senate if democrats get 50 seats then they will win it if the republicans get 51 seats then the republicans win it so the contract always pays one dollar so you're paying some amount lower than one dollar to win one dollar so in this case you're paying if you wanted to say that the democrats are going to retain control of the senate then you would be paying 64 cents for the contract. And if the Democrats retain control of the, 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 the Senate, then that contract will pay you $1. And so the reason why when you add up the Democrat plus the Republican, you get a dollar and four cents, that has to do with just the bid-ask spreads, where the, like, if you were to have those two sum up to less than a dollar, then you would just buy both contracts and say, I can buy, let's say that instead of it being 64 and 40, let's say it was 64 and 31. So it had added up to 95. You would just buy both of the contracts and make a guaranteed five cents every time. So yeah. the market solves itself to eliminate arbitrage opportunities. Mm. Now, what you could do is you could sell both contracts and you sell them for a dollar four and only have to pay out a dollar. 
Mm. But so, but where? So, so how? So how are we establishing the price, though? Exactly. So what's what factors are? Like what determines the price? Yeah. Well, it's whatever people are paying, and so, like people, the people that are actually gambling on this are looking at the polling data that's coming out, like the re- the election results as they're coming in live. And as they see re- election results that make them think one thing or another, they might buy more contracts. And if they buy, if they buy contracts on one side, that'll drive the price up. So the more likely you think it is that the Democrats are going to retain control, the more likely you are to buy a contract. And at some point you're going to say, screw it, I'm going to buy it. And if enough people make that decision, then those contracts will move up in price. Mm. Okay. So the, the higher the price, the more likely it is to happen. Yeah. I, I basically just look at the price and I equate it directly with the percentage chance. It's not perfect exact math, but it's pretty close. Okay. So then let me throw this Senate map next to the current results and see what that looks like. <sighs> Interesting. So it actually looks pretty similar, but they're giving all the Western states, they're saying are going blue, very, very high, hardcore, um, except for Idaho. Um, and then we have Montana, Wyoming, jury looks like it's very much still out on those, but uh, talking about for well, there's house votes in Montana and Wyoming, but I don't see any senates happening in Montana or Wyoming. Um, hmm. but yeah, um, I, I think I, I would imagine that like Georgia and probably Nevada, we might not even know the result of those elections until tomorrow or the day after, because they're going to be close and it's probably going to involve like having to count a whole bunch of mail-in ballots and other garbage. Hmm. So the fact that Herschel Walker could even make this race close is really pathetic. So a couple of things I want to, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I want to, uh, fuck, I just totally lost my train of thought, but I did tease why I was, why I, I wanted to share why I've spent so much time in the bathroom lately. You want to do this live? Yeah. It's a funny story. Um, okay. and, and then I want to wrap up a little bit just on these elections because we're not going to have, oh, I wanted to talk about some, how we could change a little bit elections moving forward. And that's, we'll do, uh, how about we make that our Thursday cast? Uh, okay, I would be down for that. So I'll just tell you about the bathroom now so I can finally get some rest tonight, actually. Not that you're keeping me in, but the bathroom. So uh, and I'll just share a little bit of this on the air and then a little bit once we drop off the air. Um, but I've been redoing the bathrooms. I wanted to gut the bathrooms. I'll share why I'm not gutting the bathrooms off the air. And... Uh, I mean, the primary reason being I wasn't going to do them this year because we have uh, several bathrooms here and it costs a lot of money to gut a bathroom and redesign a bathroom. Um, we already did the kitchen and, and literally the rest of the house. The issue is we have bathrooms that were built in the 50s 
and one is gray, which isn't bad. It's just gray tile, but it has pink accents. So uh, every square foot on the floor, you have in each of the corners a pink one inch square tile and there's a big pink bathtub. So uh, the reason I've been spending so much time in the bathroom is I have been refinishing each of the bathrooms. So I've been painting them and I've been basically recoloring some of the tiles and reglazing the bathtub white instead of pink. Um, and, you know, I have to, it's, it's tough shutting down a bathroom and, and, you know, in you, one, you can't do them both at the same time because then you're out a bathroom or you're out in the woods. I mean, we have, we have a third bathroom as well, but you also have the woods, but you're not, you wouldn't be able to shower here. Um, and, uh, dude, it's a lot of work because you gotta, it's just like, I'm, I'm still ripping some shit out. Um, but I, I literally have spent the last week and a half uh just rolling around the bathroom floor ripping shit out of the wall uh you know plastering and uh i am freaking spent i'm almost done with the project um i have to send you some pictures but uh i've never spent more time in a bathroom and <laughs> the first thing i did was just clean the shit out of the bathrooms because like when you're rolling around on the floor and you're just ripping shit bathrooms are grimy places man they are grimy fucking places. Um, so that's a lot of what I've been working on. Um, okay, so Thursday's episode, I won't be working on the bathroom Thursday night. Uh, hopefully, I'll be done by then. We'll be talking about uh, how to improve... Ways to fix our elections. Yeah, how to, how to, how to improve the election system. So uh, I want to thank the guys that hung on. Actually, we got a, a decent number of TikTok viewers. So I want to thank you guys for joining make sure that you follow sip talk podcast on apple or spotify and then you can also catch the video podcast where you get to see the guy that i'm talking to james over here you get to see james on youtube so you can subscribe you can subscribe on youtube this is episode 203 so there are lots of other episodes we cover weird other topics we've covered the presidential election um live and that one was very late and very drunk and that uh, was a long cast too. Was, I mean, it was hours. It might have been like four hours. I drank Something so many, like that, yeah. So many margaritas and hard, heavy beers with like seven percent. I think it was Einstock. If you, I don't you know, even remember what I was drinking. I, I feel like it was a little bit of everything. I we drank for hours that night, and but we talk about interesting topics from aliens to politics to, you know, usually we talk about topics that either people aren't interested in or get pissed off by our opinions on it. Yeah, I, I think that might have been our fa my favorite episode we did. The aliens or the uh, election? The election one. Why? Just because it, it, it went on for so long and we just got super drunk. Dude, I literally was sitting in my kitchen in the apartment in the city and just making drinks in the fucking kitchen for like yeah. four hours. And we did get fucking trashed. So want to thank you guys on TikTok. want to thank everybody else who joined us on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, um, and Facebook Live. I see a handful of people watching right now, and we missed the Instagram uh, closeout. But on that note, uh, I'll see you Thursday, yeah? All right, so still a line outstanding with, uh, with the election results. 
you're uh, you're gonna have to stick around and see how this turns out. But uh, the country might be different in uh, a few more days. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.